Hey, what's up everybody? I am Devin Kickstand Braun. That is Biker Mike from Mars, and we are the Blue Collar Philosophers coming at you from the pothole. And uh, yeah, we got a guest in the house with us tonight again. Yes, we've been doing a lot of guests lately. <laughs> feel I, very professional. I, I, I do feel like the more that we do this, the more people get excited and they want to be part of it. So I'm really excited. <clears throat> Today's guest is a good friend, Brian Norder. I think, honestly, you were one of my first friends when I moved up here to Fort St. John. That was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. When oh, wait, so you guys go way back then. Way yeah, back. Back like, to the GM days. Yeah. I was straight out of high school, and I think right, I was right around then. I think, I, was I still in Lube when you moved in? Or was I in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. No, you, yeah. Were, you were in Lube when, and then you moved your way into the shop so, right after that. So, 06, 07. Yeah. Oh, man. That was a long time That's ago. That's crazy. Crazy how the world allows us to diverge and then come back together. And yeah. I came here with a one-year plant from Quebec, so... That was... <laughs> it worked out exceptionally. Not very good at planning. <laughs> it worked out great. Quebec sucks. I second I, the motion. <laughs> I don't know why I really wanted to go back again. I'm like, man, there was so much, but I never thought that there was anything here. I was like, what's in BC? And then I'm like, oh, jobs. Uncultured swine. <laughs> Uncultured swine, but jobs. <laughs> and I really did have a horrible... <clears throat> Uh, heart attitude towards the people here. I'm like, oh, they don't know anything. They don't have culture. You know what? I'll be fair, though. I am from here, and I have the same feelings about the people that are here. Yeah, so, that's true. As a general <laughs> overarching. We we kind of are uncultured swine. Yeah. <laughs> like, we hate each other, but we hate everybody equally, so there's kind yeah. of that. Yeah. I, I do find it funny when people are like, oh, fuck Quebec, they're a bunch of separatist assholes. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Wexit. <laughs> Yay. Wexit. <laughs> If, if you believe in Western Canada separating from the rest of Canada, you, you are now Quebec. Know how you, Quebec you, feels. you are Quebec. Yeah, so I guess I'm guilty <laughs> of that. I can't lie to you. I've, I've been one to say, hey, buddy, we'll all stand at the provincial yeah. border there and with the jackhammers and just say blast off. But Yeah, I but at the same time, if, if you're willing to say, yeah, that's great, but then you'll look at Quebec and be like a bunch of cowards. It's like, no, <laughs> no, you're, you're, in the, you're in the same boat. Yeah. You're them, but you speak English. So they... <laughs> I'm going to go, so, so I'm better then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's so, easy when the points make themselves. <clears throat> yeah. So, no, that was a really fun thing that I was, I, I, I discovered it recently too, because everyone's like, yeah, fuck the rest of Canada. And I'm, I'm on that boat. I'm, I am on the, let's become America. I'm more of a, let's become America. Like rather than state. start it, rather I don't than start, start a new country. New, just give me the second amendment and free speech and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're already. We're tempting free speech to the best of our abilities. As long as we don't blow up. If we get too big, uh, people are going to start noticing, and then we won't be free to say whatever we want. We're going to be like, oh, people are watching. And then we have to curb our tongues, and we're going to get put in prison. You Why? Know, like the best Did the, you hear about the comedians best, who The best that? podcasts are, are the ones that are edgy. Yes, I 100% agree, but... Some of the best ones are in America, not in Canada. Yeah, you got to get over that hump. It's like you have to get big enough to not be able to get canceled. Yeah. Yes, because and because Spotify is is a Canadian <laughs> yeah, distributor. And, no, it's not. <laughs> no, but at the same time, um, <coughs> where that we can't be canceled at this point. That we what are they going to do? We're way too small to cancel. You can't cancel us. Yeah. Because we're fucking. If we nobody just sat on the roof with a <laughs> megaphone and started yelling, we would hit it. Yeah, if we just sat on the roof with a megaphone, we would reach it the same amount of ears that we are with this. If they tried to cancel us, that would actually grow our listenership. Oh, People yeah. are like, It'd be oh. free advertising. <laughs> it would, it would <laughs> be drive like, there's no such... We just got to start saying some worse things. We don't even believe. There you go. We just, just go to Rumble then. Just end <laughs> every single episode with something very racist. 
Just for fun. <laughs> Just start and finish every episode with something horribly vulgar. Super racist. <laughs> I heard this. I heard this great Christian joke the other day. It's uh, how many licks to the sun? How many licks of a lollipop before a Jew goes to hell? You've piqued my interest. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that's that's the that's the joke. That's the, the downside. <laughs> I wish. I wish it had an ending. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Six million? Oh, holy shit! I got an answer, and it's bad. Well, you know what? Nice. I got nothing on that one. Good on you. Oh, good oh, on you? I don't know if I can. Wow. I'm not even sure if I should say good on you for that one. I can't believe you would say good on you. That yeah. is. That makes you worse than me. You know what? I, Oh. I'm going to get the Kanye treatment now. <laughs> you know people are howling. Anyone who no, heard yeah. that when you were a little, they're okay. like, that's that's funny. <clears throat> I, I got to chime in on this. because. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I got to tell a little joke, too. You got me started here, and it just reminded me. You guys may have already heard it. I don't care. So it was Hitler. He walks into this bar, right? And he sits down, and he's having a couple of drinks, and a couple of guys start to notice. Holy smokes, that's, like, that's Hitler. It's legit. Like That's actually Hitler. The guy's like, I gotta go over there, I gotta talk to him. Like, this guy's crazy. So the guy goes over there and he starts confrontation with Hitler and he's they're going back and forth. And he says, Man, Hitler, you've done some crazy shit. So like, can I ask you a couple questions? Like, like, like how many people did you kill? And Hitler kind of leans back and he says, You know, I never got a real tally, but if I were to ballpark it, I killed, you know, X amount of million kids and X amount of million women and, and all these men, and I killed them all, and then and then I killed one clown. And the guy goes, Holy smokes. That's... Wait, did you say you killed a clown? And Hitler says, See, I told you nobody cared about them Jews. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's... That, that is the old joke. Uh, it's a Russian joke of uh, 300 deaths is a tragedy, a million deaths is a statistic. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, when the number becomes too big, it no longer matters. Yeah, and people matters. stop caring. Yeah, they're like, Oh, that's that's unbelievable. And so you stop believing it. Mm. You know, like, humanity is not <clears throat> capable of this kind of evil. What's funny is my child, he's uh, really interested in, like, war movies and, and war history and things like that. And he was talking about the beaches in Orbanity, how many people were killed on the first couple of days. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, twenty five or 2,600 people, I think, is what the number was. And he, that's what he said. Oh, that's not very many, Dad. And I'm like, well, bud, like, think about your school. Like, how many kids were in your school? Like, a dirty 300. I say, well... Like, that's like eight or nine times your school. I said, yeah, you've been in an assembly. That's nine schools. I was like, you've been in, that's right. You've been in an assembly. Like, is there lots of kids in assembly? He says, well, yeah. I said, well, then how is that many people getting murdered on beach in just a couple of days or less? Yeah. Like, not that many people. And it kind of put it in perspective for him. But you're right. Once the number gets so big, we can't really understand yeah, when you what can it represents. It, yeah, yeah, it becomes math at that point and not humans Mm -hmm. yeah because you just break it down uh there was an interesting thing of how do you know how they um i think it was the beach in normandy where they they invaded it and all this stuff uh do you know why they were actually able to take on that beach not familiar no all right so the weather was not actually as bad as they said it would be so the germans had uh weather people saying oh the weather's going to be this bad and the English had a different one, and they said, no, it's not going to be that bad. We'll be able to storm. So Germany did not think that they were actually going to invade because of the weather. On that day, they... Th- mm. Well, simultaneously, the English were creating uh, theater 
of invasion, invasion theater. So they were creating the perception of tanks and all this stuff on a coast further away, <coughs> which made it look like they're going to be invading from this side, not the Normandy beach. So they, they it yeah, was I like remember inflated that. I remember that there was a number of, of sleight of hand things going on, like sending out some, like some red herring, like, uh, you know, Drawing for, attention yeah, away from or, or the beach. Or like sending out like red herring messages like over the radio waves that they knew would be intercepted, etc. Yeah. Like just muddying the water enough that to they try actually, and catch them on their on their heels. And that's why they were able to and and imagine they still lost that many. Lost twenty five hundred. And it's it's just um, an imagine impossible. how much worse it would have been. Yeah, if I they, mean like it it's just one of those situations where it's like like this is hell. Like the, this is an impossible situation. There's a chance of victory, but like this is just there's no part of this that is going to go well. Yeah. So it's well, just so calc- it's a calculated loss. There, there is unfortunately. This, yeah. There are these war games that people play, and they're like, "Oh, this is how many missiles you have. This is how many defense." It's like, well, we're always going to fire one more than you can, than your thing can handle. They don't look at the people. They don't look at the numbers. In these war games, they just stop treating people as people, and they treat them like numbers. And you throw enough people at a pro- numbers at a problem. Well, guess what? You're going to win yeah. through absolute tragedy. Do, but did you, you ever are see? Going to win. Do you ever just see that movie? It's a kids movie, but like Ender's, Ender's game. game. Yeah, I, I yes. mean, it's a it's a teen you know, adult teen adult like book series, but like as a movie, I, I never read the books. Yeah, I was amazed though at kind of the brilliant little twist that they had like spoiler alert <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's been so it's this, yeah, <laughs> this interplanetary war thing yeah but they started trading children to be the commanders of the army and what they would do is basically they had them in this scenario that was like this is all a giant elaborate mm-hmm. test to see if you can graduate to the next level of military training and so the kids were the ones that were making the decisions of how much people to send there, what to do here, what do we do that, just like ruthless. <laughs> but they, know? but they were war games. What did they were told were they were war games, but really it was happening. Oh. Like the the information that they were sending to the army was what was being. And so the they kid, just weren't aware. So they, so they didn't no find out. Yeah, they didn't find out until after. Like the main character Ender, he was the commander, yeah. and he just did one of the most bloodthirsty, ruthless gambits just to win this. It was non. It was just non-stop sacrifice kill everything at the sacrifice of her own guys to get one shot off mm. and pull it off thinking it was a test a war game and then found out afterwards when he's like did i pass the test he's like no you won the war that's crazy i've never seen that show it's, it's but worth that's watching. interesting yeah <clears throat> and that's a kid show well, it, it's kids well, that are doing the war like in i would the war say game. i would say it would be geared towards children who are like maybe 10 to 15 really yeah Maybe a touch older, like it's, but it's uh, still like it's it's an interesting thing to, in right. to to have that conversation with the child, like based on a story. But like it's, you, know, you need to introduce them to heavier topics at some point. Did you ever hear about the? Uh, there was a study done, and it just kind of goes on the same lines. The kids can be ruthless, right? Like they don't look at the numbers; they just do. It's a game. Let's play the game, not looking at the consequence. They're just playing a game where they had a study where they did on people where they're like, okay, you sit in this room, you're going to push this button and somebody in that room over there, every single time you push that button, they're going to get electrocuted. Now do it. And they told this guy to do it. Like, just push the button. And he's like, you sure? It's like, yeah, it's part of the test. Do it. And he, he didn't take in any kind of personal response and he would push the button 
And this guy would get tortured. It's like, okay, do it again. He's like, and he could hear the torture. There was no torture in the other room. It was just the guy Acting. making it yeah. sound as if he's being tortured, but doing a very good job. And he pushed the button and it's like, okay, do it again. And he pushed the button and he could hear it. He's like, are you sure this is like, what's going on here? It's like, just push the button. So he's like, but somebody's, you, somebody's got to go help that guy. And he pushed again. And because he's being told, push the button, just do as you're told. And this guy just, just doing, following orders. Mm. It's part of the experiment. Well, he kind of, I don't know. Is there failing that kind of experiment? Did we, do you fail as a person by not standing? Be like, no, you can go pound sand over there. What's really interesting is how far uh, social, social situations and like a, like a social construct can really push people to do things that they wouldn't normally. Otherwise, like morally you and I can sit here and be like, like, why would that child push the button? Yeah. Right. But they're, with repetition and social pressures, it's actually really, really easy to get people to do really gnarly stuff. Well, look at the book Ordinary Men, right? There was this, you ever hear about that one? I've, I've, I'm familiar. I certainly haven't read it. I haven't read me neither, but I know of it. <laughs> I know enough about it <laughs> yeah. to claim. Yeah. <laughs> and where these guys were just regular dudes, regular cops. And they were in, they were put into power, well, not power, but uh, ordered by the German uh, soldiers to go and, you know, take care of people, do whatever you got to do. And they get the most vicious, the mm. most creative. They weren't ideologues. They weren't like for the Nazis, but they were told to do a job and they got really creative with it. And they got really vicious and horrible and they were like worse than some of the Nazis and they weren't Nazis. They were just having fun with it, essentially. Ordinary men, ordinary cops. Fun. You just tap into the tap into the sadistic part of the nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so terrifying. It is. It is. But Humanity it, terrifies the shit. Well, it of goes. Me. It works in so many other ways too, right? So in that situation, it may have been a person of, or could be perceived as a person of authority, yep. telling you to push a button. Yeah. Well, even if you remove that aspect, um, there was a study that they were doing um, specifically about social pressures and yep. just like your peers. And what they did was they, they had a couple of actors in this in this waiting room for a doctor's mm-hmm. waiting room or whatever it was. And every time something beeped, they would stand up and then sit down. And somebody came in and then the same thing. So it would beep and everybody stand up and they'd kind of look around like, what's going on here? This is really strange, right? <sighs> and it was two or three beeps in and then that person started participating because they felt left out, right? Yeah. Everybody in the tribe, this, the, my local tribe right now is all doing this. Yeah. So, so now I need to continue doing it. Yeah. And what they did was, you know, pretended to call Social one person. conditioning, yeah. And, and so new people came in and but not long after that, every single person wasn't part of, or was was only part of the study, wasn't part of the acting crew. Yeah, there, there were no were actors And they were still left. just doing it, still just doing it. Every time it beeped when, and nobody questioned it, nobody said anything. And now it was just literally three or four people standing up to a beep for, for no reason, no rhyme reason whatsoever. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm. They did this with monkeys as well. Yeah, um, the old monkey experiment. That's right. So what they did is they set a ladder. Monkeys in a cage. They put a ladder up and they put bananas, literally bananas on the top of the cage. Yeah. And every time a monkey would go up there, they would spray them all with a hose. So now the monkeys were conditioned to not go up there. And if they did, then they would get sprayed with a hose. So what they did is they take one monkey out and now they put a fresh one in there. Yeah. And the monkey would try to go up, of course, because it has no idea that it's going to get sprayed. And all the other monkeys beat the snot out of him. Yep. <laughs> and they started, no, you're not. they started swapping yeah. out monkeys and swapping out monkeys until none of the monkeys even knew that there was a potential for her to yeah. get sprayed by a hose. Yeah. But they every, were just doing it because the social circle said not to do it. Every single one of the monkeys ah, okay. that weren't even part of the study to begin with would fight and, and, and punish essentially the one monkey that was attempting to get the bananas. And none of them had any idea why they were doing it. It's well, really, really interesting. Look at the, look at what they did with the masks. 
Oh, honestly, it's so, a perfect example of social conditioning. For yeah, because like people are still wearing them, feeling yeah. like a subconscious social pressure to do it. Yeah, yeah. right. And it's, and we'll see. The problem with that though is that not only was it really perpetuated by 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 everybody and every everywhere you looked in the news, but they were praised for it. It was oh, like yeah. they they suddenly had this this virtue over you. Even though it was, and it was a vi- it's a visible virtue That's too. That's right? right. You can't hide it. It's like you're walking around with your virtue covering your mouth. That's Look right. At that virgin face. Uh, you know what? So seriously, now that we've kind of gotten past that, and most people have caught on, um, when I see people with it, I'm not <clears> even joking. My my thought goes directly to like, are you being trafficked? I mean, they they're they're. It's almost like they don't have a soul anymore. They're just blank. It's like mm. they're so used to just being scared and just not thinking and just going with it. You look at these people now, as they drive down the road within their car by themselves. We were at a thrift store the other day, and yep. there was a, a lady, and she was walking around with a guy who wasn't wearing a mask, and it was just it was this expression of just just loss, nothing. I was I was actually really disheartening. Yeah, made it, me real sad. The, you see, I'm I'm a little on both sides. I I have a hard time with it because I I, I hate them. So I hate the masks so much. Never I did. I wore one with holes in it because I had a hard time breathing. <laughs> I just I I needed to not be bothered. And the businesses that I were go- I was going to, they were like, "Hey man, we're suffering because we're getting fined. We're yeah. gonna deal with it when it comes. Can can you wear a mask?" And I'm like, "For you guys, yes." And they didn't. But yes, I had something on my face. Was it actually functioning the way that they hoped it would? No, it did nothing. They didn't care. They just wanted to see me doing something so that they don't get fined. These small businesses that yeah, we work with. small businesses are the ones that were suffering because sure. they Walmart, didn't believe in it. Canadian they, Tire. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, I, didn't, I didn't listen to them. Well, yeah, see, yeah, straight up. But, like, let's let's say, like, the, the small building, shops, the, yeah. ball, the small building supply company here in town that we did a lot of our business with, like, they were targeted. They got hit with fines. Yeah. They had people showing up checking on what the customers were up to and seeing if employees were enforcing mask mandates. Yeah. They were on the verge of being shut the fuck down. Yeah, because they like, couldn't afford it. They can't cool. afford it. Yeah, they, I didn't like that <coughs> the onus was put on the companies no, to enforce it. It's it, like, it's, it's like evil. And it was a ga- like, it that became was, a game of who's a, who's a bit of rat. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that I had a very hard time with. Yeah. But... When I see somebody wearing a mask, it does get me riled up. And then I'm like, no, it's a free country. You want to wear a mask, you go ahead and wear a mask. I don't think you should feel like you have to. If you're sick, I'm a little, I got a cold. And I don't know, I work by myself most of the time. So if I get sick, maybe the guy I work with gets sick, but we'll be fine. It's a cold. But if, I, if, if I'm going to be going somewhere and I'm, I feel like it's really a problem, if it's going to be bad, maybe I wear something on my face so it directs my cough into my face, but it's still not doing much. It's more of a, I don't even know. It's, just, it's theater. It's theater. You feel like you're helping. I guess I got a little bitter because when I was trying to choose not to wear a mask, you say they have to yeah, the country yeah. and now they can want to, they want to wear a mask, it's fine. I, I got barked at so many times. That I think I I'm not gonna lie to you. I think I got a little bitter. I felt yep. like it was it's not, almost now my opportunity to to get him back. Oh which yeah, which probably isn't a real healthy way to look at that. I'm no. not gonna lie to you. Did you it's get yelled tempting, at? Though. It's I got tempting. yelled at lots. I got I got yelled at. This guy like cussed me out in the store. I'm like, I'm sorry. Who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, uh, you you don't know me. See, I never got that. I never got really? the yelling. No? I never I never got people in my grill about it. I had really? one guy get right in my face, and I'm like, huh. 
I yeah. and somebody flipped off my wife. She put a she she's very she got very charismatic during the whole trucker stuff because yep. who didn't like honestly it's, it's everybody a, was some, something was happening yeah. and the, she had a mandate freedom thing written on her back window uh, on her minivan and some guy some big powerful strong not cowardice pussy bitch at all came and like cussed out like went to my wife's window and like flipped her off and really? like really like, just got bullet and i i showed up for a week straight to, like which one was it which guy was it because it was for our kids pickup from school and really? she just never saw it we didn't see him again for a long time but i was just waiting because i'm like no fuck that guy i always thought that was really interesting like where what? people were your desire to not be told what to do as an individual yeah is what bothered other people you're yeah. dangerous right but, i mean yeah but it was based on their fear of you spreading the disease so your your freedom is a danger to them yeah yeah like, that's and even that's saying that sounds crazy to me though like yeah. i understand <clears throat> that perspective but I mean, I'm not and, like kicking but in your front at door. the same time, yeah. though, it like it got to the point of behavior where it was like the monkeys in a cage, and, right? and again, that was almost encouraged. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, it's oh so, yeah, it, it, was it was very virtu- much encouraged. Was, that's right. It was virtuous to, to tell someone to, to yeah. You know, if you see so, if you see people hanging out, too many people in the same house, oh. so you know, call it in. Yeah, like but do you remember people were in, people are encouraged yeah. to rat on family holidays. Yeah, you were encouraged to rat. And we found out who was most to be a rat, like doing the right thing. Like, honestly, I don't know. Like, people joke about comparing it to Nazi Germany. You were ratting on your neighbors. Literally. Literally, not figuratively. And do you know what's really, really gets me? I haven't gotten my apology yet. Yeah, the amnesty thing got under my skin a little bit, too. I won't go lie to you. Last time you said that, we had Travis happen. I know, and I'm I'm fucking glad you're here, not Travis, because he went from, I want my apology, and then him going nuts, and I'm like, well, calm your tits. And anyways, (laughs) that was a great episode. Um, It was one of my favorites. (laughs) So what what I mean by my apology is I had people come to me, and they're like, are you a doctor? Oh yeah, I hear you questioning this stuff. But are you a doctor? Are you a medical? Are you an immunologist? Are you this that? And they they always second guess. It's like no, I'm not. Well, guess who was fucking right? I was. I, I, I assume you eat healthy, take care of yourself, get exercise, get sick, you'll be fine. See that, but that's what the the issue that we've had. We've gone into a time in history where I don't need to prove that you're wrong i just need to discredit what you say in a way that's compelling yeah right so it, and then mm. what i say no longer matters and backed yeah. by the science too well oh, wait the I, science is wrong too yeah just i mean i don't know if you know this but sugar was originally oh, uh, yeah. brought up as a weight loss product uh, <laughs> i'm not even i can't even make this up <laughs> i believe right? like it. that was, it was yeah. so and bad. now it's been proven that the fda was bought and purchased by people that wanted to sell sugar yep. and that's why by big sugar and they're the ones sugar. that and, they're the ones that tried to reduce fat and everything even yeah. good fats yeah. etc yeah so yeah. and 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 i that's a whole other i thing, still whole keep pushing it on my wife and kids i'm like fat doesn't make you fat no. sugar does Hundred percent. I'm like, no, fats are good for you. Stop, yeah. stop assuming. Oh, that turns into fat inside of me because it's fat. Is that how it works? No, it's just such I, good energy. And, and we know this. Carbs, cut the carbs. Yeah. It's energy. Energy is stored as fat. Yeah. is stored as fat. Mm-hmm. Right? If, like, if if you really want to lose it, stop eating so much and continue working as hard as you can. 
Yeah. You just like, even, even do something really simple, like cut carbs after six <clears throat> o'clock, after five o'clock, just mm-hmm. don't have carbs after five. And you will see a huge difference in, in, in how much fat you're burning throughout your, your, your weeks and months or whatever. You will lose weight simply by cutting carbs out after five or even it's carbs and sugar, of course, but. Well, I mean, everything, oh. carbs turn into sugar in your yeah, body, right? So, that's yeah, exactly yeah, it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so. But, uh, so there's this idea that the science will save us. Well, science, it has an experience. Science does not have an intent. Science science does not have a will. No, no, hold on. You're missing a word there. Science isn't supposed to. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So you politicize it. That's one thing. Like, like singing during the trucking rallies, I got so disheartened by the political conversation that was happening. Like, I started to tune in to to part, to, uh, oh, what frick. Oh no! <laughs> the place where the politicians get together. Parliament. Parliament. That's the word. Words are hard. I get it. I know. <laughs> White House. <laughs> I started. I started wa- watching the Parliament debates, and it was like the guys on the right. You're ignoring the science. Science says X Y Z. You know, it's like the science was right the whole time. We had, you know, and then the other guys were like, "You're ignoring the science. Science says this." I'm like, guys, like your rhetoric here. Is so unhelpful. Like it's like yeah. anytime somebody says the science is clear, this is true. It's like ah, you're not speaking correctly. Yeah, the, the science isn't saying anything. You're saying something because you're reading data a certain way. Science is a tool for learning th- data. You're still supposed to interpret the data. Yeah, and and that was a big part of it. Is that people were interpreting it in a way that always made them seem favorable. Well. More research has been done. More studies have actually been conducted now. And the people that weren't crazy or were crazy, well, guess what? They weren't that crazy. Oh, guess what? They were kind of, oh, technically they were more right. Yeah. The people that just kind of wanted to carry on as normal (laughs) were the ones that wound up being proven right. Not because we're smarter, not because the whole thing wasn't a big fucking deal to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... Just ride it out. Yeah. <laughs> calm the fuck down. Cal- calm down. Get to work. Just be healthy. Mm-hmm. Make healthy choices. Go for a walk. Just, you know, participate in standard hygiene. Yeah. And that would... But solve- that's... A, okay, the washing of the hands thing. I hated well, that because who isn't washing their hands by now? Of, you'd, be, you'd be surprised. Yes, but we've known you this... Have kids, this bro? <laughs> Yes, they like are my petri kid dishes will, of My kid will diseases. almost literally shit in her hand <laughs> and then show you and, and get mad when you ask her to wash her hands. I can't even make this up. I love her to pieces. She won't, she won't be listening to this. But unless I intervene, like, these things happen. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah but that's, like, that's children. We're not talking about children. We're talking about adults that are out in the world. People, okay, even if they don't, they know they're supposed to. A large majority of the population, if even a sub-majority of the population, what knows to wash their hands. This yeah, isn't fucking news. I know. I know I'm supposed to stop at stop signs. But if there's no cop, there's no stop. <laughs> That is, yeah, that is fair. That, that, like, I am an adult and yeah. I know what the rules that is, are. That is fair. Like adding a little, a little extra pressure to be like, "Hey guys, just a reminder." Like, yeah, wash so, your hands. When soap you is a really good way to, did, to did solve you, this whole thing. It's not a. It's like that. Did you see the damage it did to my kids' hands when <laughs> okay, that? No, was it, it, it soap? That's a different. That that's a different thing, though, because 
overwashing is a problem. And that's what it became. Yeah. It, it became this, my kids with soap in this, they were like, oh, go wash your hands. Oh, go. And they would line up and my kids' yeah. hands were like drying up. Yeah. My little my, girl, my, my, she has fair skin. My kid came from home from school. His hands were red yep. and he had rashes over them because his hands were so dried out from the soap and the and the, the stuff that you rub over sanitizer. Yeah. Like, and they made them do it all the time. You leave the classroom, wash your hands. Going for recess, wash hands in or out. Go into the bathroom, wash hands. I mean, well, I mean, that's when you want to do it anyway. But like, it was like five or six times throughout the school day where they all had to do a serious oh, wash and a disinfectant. Industrial cleaner. Too. Yeah, that like, was, that's I, that's up. fucking aggressive, and that will just dry your skin mm-hmm. out. The f- like to the point where like his hands were in pain. Like yeah. it's like pins and needle feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so yeah, it was it was driven too far, and that's the by social, a lot, by a lot. It wasn't by a lot. little. And it was, it was affecting people who don't know better when it comes to kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the social conditioning of, oh, these are the adults. They know better. Guess what? The fucking adults didn't know better, and I still haven't gotten my goddamn it. Somebody out there, <laughs> if you know okay. you ream somebody out in the store, if but you know family. You're, not, you're never going to get that I apology. Know. Because you know what? Narcissists don't fucking apologize. Well, that's, that's right, right, because it became more about being... Right, then, then it became about actually being correct. Exactly. Yeah. So for anybody to give you an apology, it means for them to actually have a crisis of self first. <laughs> yes, but there are people out there. You know who you are. You reamed out your relative. I'm not not calling no, I have relatives. but you, I we have relatives. I've been reamed out. Oh, you're not a doctor. Well, I was right. You weren't. You got the shot. You got COVID. I didn't get the shot. I got COVID. I'm fine. You're fine. Or I'm, TB- I'm more fine. TBD. TBD. <laughs> but there's some people that made it like, oh, look at what I did. Oh, you should go do it too. I thought and I'm like, calm down. You do you. I'm going to go by my conscience. I'm going to, I feel healthy enough. I feel safe enough. I'm not worried about you. I won't hang out with old people. It makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> I see no downside. Um <laughs> <laughs> What I laugh about now, especially because everybody's posting their, they're getting their juice, right? Oh, yeah. Why aren't anybody posting their booster shots? Right. Well, are they not still giving Krispy Kremes for people that are get get rejuiced? Is this not happening? I don't know. I, or was that costing too wait, much? Because I know the shots are free. I have no idea. Oh, they weren't free. No, they, were getting, I, they were getting kicked I just, I just, I had to laugh about this because it was like, it was the... The pinnacle of every single person's post was, look at how virtuous I am. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, second, third shot, fourth shot, rah, rah, rah. And I know, I, like, I personally know people that are, like, on their fourth shot. Yeah. And it's concerning to me, but but we don't see no social media posts about it. It's like no. the clout has gone now. Yeah. yeah. Which, I knew, which I knew, is great. Oh, I could, I concur. I, I knew the psychologists that were like, oh, look, I got my shot. Go get yours today. And, like, people that... I saw as really smart people, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, I don't know anymore because they are they're they're inundated in the ethos. They are part of the the class of people that would, you know, oh, we'll tell you how to live better. Guess what? They're not living better. They're just on the <sighs> flip side of that. My refusal to participate, so that is driven by a hate for government and an, and an overarching. St- thing and in this situation because i was doing the same thing same thing that they were doing but just opposite yeah, yeah. right yeah I just, it was, I just it was part of our ethos that's and right our virtue our club to be like <laughs> i'm just i'm pure blood <laughs> we're all in this echo chamber just backing each other up but in reality yeah. we're no 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 we're not in an echo chamber here 
no, one of us. No, no. Uh, somebody media. here. Social media, I mean. It, okay. It's a, it's a, it, the echo chamber of social media. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not calling you, brother. I just, it's yeah. funny. He was just saying, somebody here is vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me and it's not you, guy. <laughs> it's fine because you're fine. I'm so happy you're fine, man. Yeah, dude. I, I, you have no idea the fear I had when, when I... Are you heard, serious? Yeah, I was like, really? man, I really hope he's okay. I had no fear about it. Really? That's good. I'm glad. Like, I, in my mind, I was like, ah, fuck. I, I, if, wanna, I, if I'm going to follow through this family trip to go see to go see my sister in Newfoundland, mm-hmm. like, there's no, like, we're just not going to see each other for up to however many years, like... You already hadn't seen her for a, a few yeah, years. Yeah, so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to roll my dice on this one. I have pretty good faith in my immune system and yeah. i it you're you're actually your father-in-law said something to me that kind of changed my perspective on a little bit he was like yeah it's like it's like paul when he got bit by a, by a venomous snake he's just like took it off and threw it in the fire he's like if you're on a mission from god what's gonna stop you i'm like interesting i like where this is at blues brother style <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna roll, just roll with roll confidence. And, and mission from Gad, and 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 I'm and the thing is, yeah, the fear was real, but at the same time, I'm like, no, God, God has you. If he's gonna be fine, he's gonna be fine. Me, do I need it? No. Do I want to travel? I am a cheap cunt at the best of times. <laughs> this was great. This is a great for you. excuse. Like, oh, I'd love to come see you, but uh, I'm surprised you. Were, I'm surprised you were like scared for me. Like, yeah, that, that actually like, surprises me. No, I, like, I in my mind, I was like, you get sick this, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, this is a nuisance. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... To me, it was nothing more than a nuisance and a bullshit thing I was made to do. Yeah. I wasn't scared about the ramifications of it. I... Uh, yeah. I, I was genuinely like, I really hope everything's going to be fine. Because I would hate to... Maybe it's a selfish, though. The, all alchemy is rooted in selfishness. I was worried I had to look for a new friend. I didn't want to do that. So if oh, you you're did old now. die, I'm it's a lot I'm, harder now. <laughs> just give me alone. Like, ah man, I'm finding platonic friendships as an adult sucks so bad. I'd rather you just didn't die. <laughs> I was like, it's I don't want to lose my friend. Start, start a grinder account and then just like on your first date, be like, oh by the way, I'm not into the whole sex thing. I'm saving it for marriage. <laughs> Build friends that way. Still friends. Want to still hang out? Yeah. No, 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 it's cool. We can still do both. That's what you'd come back with for sure <laughs> like oh man you got me you got me my friend it's like oh. <laughs> all of a sudden the guy's like wait a second you're married another one another one <laughs> keep getting catfished by married guys <laughs> looking for friendship <laughs> just, just looking for a bro <laughs> I hear you cook a phenomenal food it's fabulous <laughs> Oh my gosh, just start catfishing gay guys for best friends. That's hilarious. We were not going to take my wife. So that's a a bonus. (laughs) What if you get two straight dudes catfish each other? (laughs) They'd be telling dirty jokes to each other. We just just become best friends. Want to go play karate in the garage? (laughs) But actually play karate in the garage. (laughs) And nothing gay happens. That'd be that'd be hilarious if Grinder became a place where straight dudes just hooked up with other straight dudes. To be to just hang actual out. friends. <laughs> and then yeah, gay we, guys would be like, "This app used to be so much better." <laughs> before all the gay guy or before the straight guys took it over, <laughs> they gentrified. Straight guys ruined everything. Holy smokes! What? Oh, that's funny. Oh, you see, you hear that, straight guys? 
Like, let's change grinder. <laughs> let's <laughs> change it up. Let's do the old Christian oh, thing and paradigm take shift, baby. We take something that is pagan, like Yule, and <clears throat> now it's ours. <laughs> We're gonna hijack grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes! Starts getting bad ratings. Sorry, where were we? Uh, I don't there. know. We were talking about. I don't, I don't know. know. We started off the podcast with Jew jokes. So you're right. You're right. That was still a great joke. I can't believe we came up with a line for it. No, no. it's dark. It's dark. I okay. I got wrecked. I am on a um, a reformed Christian a reformed Christian meme site, but it's called Reformed Christians Who Like Really Dark Memes, and something like that. I don't remember the exact title. Anyway, so I get lots of memes, and they're dark, and they're great. Now the problem is, I have a lot of Christians on my Facebook page feeds as well, and so now I assume every single meme that I see <coughs> that's even positively Christian is actually genuine and pure and good. I assume there's a dark angle, so I'm, like, looking for, oh, how is this perverted, or how is this dark? And I'm like, nope, nope, just Jesus loves you. All right, that's fine. Because I just, I got it's, so used a little to disappointed the dark. There. He is. <laughs> I am. Well, I know him. He I'm, is disappointed. I'm disappointed both in myself and in the you memes. Sent, you sent me this TikTok rap the other day. Oh, he's garbage. Of, of, <laughs> of some dude rapping about, like, you know, doing, doing a disciple roll call of Mark, James, John, Peter... And like, it did was, you see this thing it, yet? It was. I have not. It was the worst. It's public. Was it bad? I mean, it's like was it like, bad or was it like it's was hilarious. It like skill good, but like just no lyrically. Bad. No, it was like bad. Nice, like skill bad, lyric bad. Do you want to hear it? Well, I kind of yeah, do, do now. it. Put it on. Yeah, yeah. We can just. I so effeminate. So bad. It really is bad, right? Rhyming. So so rhyming. Yeah, I'm 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 torn on that. Like I wanted to like it. Oh yeah. Right? I and really wanted to. So he sent me this thing and I'm like I'm waiting I'm waiting for the <laughs> for the joke. I'm like, okay. I was like is this is this just satire with no punchline, or is this just like earnestly bad? <laughs> and I, th- I, I and, like, earnestly it broke my yeah. it broke my brain. I'm thinking like, fuck, Mikey got me. <laughs> God damn it, I just wasted all that time. And then and then his wife posts on Facebook, like it, get, made, a, it made a giggle. She's yeah, like, this, she this. she enjoyed it, and like five other middle aged white women <laughs> pipe up. You're like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> We definitely need to have more of this, like VBS. <laughs> like, <coughs> this is what's wrong with Christianity. <laughs> this is why no one takes us seriously anymore. <laughs> we need to go a good old crusade. We burnt over. We gotta get an edge back, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking about this, and I'm like, mm. how reformed am I? And I'm like, 
quite. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm bordering on non-Christian to some people. I'm pretty sure there are people out there yeah. that are like you're not actually a Christian. I'm like that's, that's very not, reformed. Okay, that's not what reform. Like, <laughs> do you know what reformed theology mm, apparently is? Apparently not. <laughs> okay. Teach me, because I was just going to be like, uh huh, cool, uh huh. I was going to smile and nod while my way through it. Well, it, uh, from what I've heard, a lot of reform is, are they're very open to hey, I can have whiskey and not burn in hell, and that's like oh, so how reformed re- are you? Reformed theology is uh, people who are in the realm of like Calvinist or hard Episcopalian or things like that. Like it's, it's there, there's a, yeah, it's just like the most Protestant, Protestanty Protestants, like not, yeah. the, not the feel good evangelicals of like seeker sensitive stuff like that. It's more like the, the hard doctrine theology guys. <laughs> Okay. So that's what reform theology is. Yes, but they can have whiskey. Some of them can. Some of them are very strong against it. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm the kind that can have whiskey, and it gets to the point of, are you even a Christian? <laughs> I'm pretty sure people have thought that. I'm pretty sure half the people listening to this is like, you, you, I know what you say. <laughs> well, that's kind of our shtick, though, is that being is. like, well, I mean, like, we're earnest believers, but we're trying to we're trying to speak to people that don't feel seen. That's uh, one of the first things people are surprised when they find out that I'm a believer and that I'm a follower of Christ is because I got a, I got a bit of a potty mouth. I've been working on it. We had this talk a little yep. earlier. Um, and I, I don't know what's driving that. Is it, is it guilt? Like, would would God be upset because I drop an F-bob occasionally? Like, is that a thing? Or is that just, is that just like, well, old thinking? Like, I don't understand. It's, it's, a like, pure, it's language, it, it, right? It is based in a Puritan uh, ideal ideal of Christianity, but there is some grounds to a Puritan idea, a view of Christianity, where if you are transformed, if you are made new, well, what does new look like? And some people say new is clean, it is pure, it is yeah, but, it is desiring to do good. Like, and so you're, you're doing good in that area where you are desiring to do what is good, but what does good look like? Yeah, and, and who decides good? Because, yeah, exactly. because mm-hmm. you and I decide what a bad word is. Right, so why is why is that now considered good? Because is that of man? And words change. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Like fuck, literally, <coughs> it, like that used to be fornication under, under the consent, consent of that, king. That's right. Yeah. And now we use it like, so you used to actually want to get the the, the consent uh, approval, of the king uh, approval. Of, that's the word I was looking for. To 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 participate to go and after, procreate. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And now we use it as a as a slur. It's actually a very versatile word. I oh, use it, it, it quite, quite everywhere. often. Everywhere. It is an adjective, that's not the point. a noun. Uh. So that's what I'm saying. So so now that we've decided that these words are quote unquote bad, is it now bad as a Christian to use them when it had an entirely different meaning? Like if we decide tomorrow that seat cushion I'm not even gonna go there. Seat cushion means something bad as well. So yeah. the, now I'm not a good Christian because I still use the word sea cushion? And I think that's that's a big... I think that's why you need to constantly be looking, okay, why am I using the words that I'm using? I had this thing where um, I used to say, uh, I still say it, uh, there are many parts of the body of Christ, right? There are hands, there are feet, there's every single body <coughs> of the, part of the body of Christ matters. So when they talk as Christians of, oh, we're all part of the body, well, guess what? There's two parts of the body that don't really get along. There's the nose and the asshole. They don't like each <laughs> other. And my father, he heard this, and because I always consider myself a bit of an asshole. I stink, and... Um, 
I, Sometimes I, you make funny I noises. Shit, shit I, protrudes I, from I, the shit orifices. <laughs> from my orifices. And, and, but I'm very essential to the body. What do you get when you don't have an asshole? Well, you get a lot of constipation. Like, you just get bunged up and nothing changes. Nothing all, flows. All of the toxicity stays in the body. Yes. So it needs to go somewhere. And the nose is very judgy of the, of the, the asshole. And so I told this to my father, and he's a pastor, and he's like, I hear what you're saying. I agree. Do you have to use that language? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes. And the reason I use that language is because you'll you'll remember. You will remember body of Christ, asshole, nose, because I use that language. Now, when you're looking at it, why do I use the language that I'm using? When I say fuck, when I say asshole, when I say these things, I am putting forth a conversation which allows us to commute in a way that you and I will understand each other. If I'm going to have my father on here, am I going to talk this way with my father? No. Because he's not going all he's going to hear are the swear words. So I'm going to speak in a way that he best understands, that best continues the conversation. If me swearing derails the conversation negatively, then I'm I'm not being I'm not. So your making, goal essentially isn't isn't to be a shock jock with with, no. with language. It it just happens to be part of who you are. Yeah, so, and I'm I'm also I'm I'm. Being genuine. I'm speaking the way that I would understand. But then are you being disingenuous by peddling it around people you know makes uncom them uncomfortable? Uh, it's, like that's almost, that's, all, it, that's it's, borderline, it's, right? It's, it is borderline, <laughs> but at the same time, the Bible, talks about, <laughs> the Bible <laughs> talks about being all things to all men. Being a father to the fathers. Well, being a bro to the brosive. You need to be there with the guys that you're talking to. Who, who am I reaching out to here? Are Christians listening to this? No. Christians don't care about this. Maybe well, some, but maybe the ones some, that suck at it. But the ones, the ones that are, know exactly where we're coming from. But guess who is listening? People that aren't Christians. That maybe they want to hear from a Christian and not feel like they're being pandered to and be like, oh, these people are so pretentious. I don't. No one would listen to us if they were like, oh, they're just such yes. Like you just didn't like us. Well, guess what? I can talk. Bring, In your, a way. bring your best Ned Flander game yeah, to the I podcast. Should, yeah, I couldn't do that. I, uh, Ned Flander annoys me. Nice, really nice people annoy me because I'm like, are you real? <clears throat> like, you could be a great guy, but if you're not nice all the time. I had one of my best friends when I was younger. He was a bit of an asshole. and But he was an asshole in the best possible way where he would hold the door open for a girl. And this feminist was like, oh, no, you go ahead. And he's like, no, please. Like, he's trying to be polite. You're being a gentleman. And she's like, no. And then he would just look away. Like, he would stop acknowledging her existence and look away and hold the door until she walked through. Like, he's like, no, you are going to go before me because I'm not even looking at you anymore. <laughs> but he was, he was being as kind as he was trained to be. But they weren't, they weren't going to have it. And he's like, no, you are going to have it. I am going to be the gentleman that I was trained to be, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And so, was it genuine? <laughs> yes. Was it nice? No. <laughs> Yeah. But it was. I, I mean, there's something to be said for being to, for being who you are. Like, if if speaking like you and I speak on this podcast isn't you, don't try to do it. Yeah, it wouldn't sound right though. I'll be so forced. I heard my sister swear once. Yeah. Well, uh, she swears more now, but when I had heard her swear, I'm like, it doesn't sound right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're, you're just. I, I don't know. Are you, are you emphasizing the th or the k too much? <laughs> it's a great word, <laughs> but. Some people you've heard, I hear them swear, and it's like, oh, 
oh, you're not very good at this. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't realize that I was good at it until I was working with this guy. I was, I was uh, going through a thing. I was really trying to speak proper before I go and saw my dad because uh, I didn't want to go and speak that way in front of him. Now I project it to the whole world. Yeah. And and uh, and I, so I went through about three or four months where I didn't swear, and I was working at this new job, and this guy, and then something happened, and I was like, oh, fuck, shit balls. And I don't remember what it was. <laughs> But I got really frustrated and I swore. And he's like, I've never heard you swear before. I'm like, oh. he's like, you're very good at it. I'm like, shit. <laughs> like, it's not what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, this hasn't always been the, the way I am. No. No. Like, when we start did, did the industry <clears throat> taint you as well? <laughs> mm. Lots of things tainted me. <laughs> a lot like, of oh, things. Man, like, uh, there, was a, there was a day back when I lived in Edmonton, my wife and I were... Uh, that point we were dating. <coughs> yeah, seriously dating. Yep. Anyway, I, I was working on a on a construction gig. Uh, there, like I stopped going to college and started working because college was not. Eh. <laughs> Wasn't working. So just conversation for a different day. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I went uh, and started working. She was in college, but I still wanted to live in Edmonton. So I was like, All right, I got to make money. Got to. Pay, that, pay the rent somehow. That's how you knew you were making poor choices at the time. You wanted to live in Edmonton. <laughs> at the time, here? like at the time, living in the city was awesome. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Anyway, work in construction and like bearing in mind, I was straight from high school into Bible college. <laughs> like that's the realm I existed in, right? So like potty language and stuff like that, like other than the occasional like dirty joke and stuff like that, like it, it just wasn't part of my milieu. So I started picking up some of these words and stuff like that at work, and but like being really like weird and uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So I remember one day vividly, my parents came to Edmonton and like took me and, and my girlfriend Chris and my wife uh, currently now for dinner. So we went for dinner and it's a nice time and. As we were leaving, we realized like there's a band playing at this this uh, this restaurant. So, Curtis and I we hung back to listen. It's just like you know, like band doing normal like cock rock and you know and and like light metal songs at a pub sort of thing covers. <clears throat> so listening, and then it, one they they started playing uh, "Seek and Destroy" from Metallica. And I was like, oh, Metallica, fuck yeah! And my wife looked at me. <laughs> It's just like, what just happened? <laughs> Who are you? Uh, you, you what, did you say Bible college or did you just say college? Bible college. Okay, I, I know college. Which college? Yeah, and college. like, but like, man, like, her looking at me and like seeing that shock, like, yep. man, that that actually hurt. I was just like, oh, yeah, like. Yeah, that that was a weird thing for me to say at that time. Yep. <laughs> it was a really, really strange thing. And yeah, at that moment, I was like, okay, um, yeah, that's not who I want to be. I don't want to just emulate everybody around me. Yeah. I, I want to be who I am. So I made a commitment, like, to not, to very actively try and watch my language. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but uh, but that was then. Like, like <laughs> life happened. Cool. A lot of times, like construction is a is a good example. If it's it's such such a common, let's just drop f bombs for example. Saying fuck is such a common thing in industry and construction and everything. You're almost more concerned when you're not hearing it. Like, yeah. I'm, oh, where's where's the boss? Where's HR? 
<laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so like, when, yeah. when the guy is quiet, you know something's gone horribly wrong. Yeah. Because now he's not cussing. He's not yelling. He's not <clears throat> singing the song or whatever. What, whatever's going on. If he's quiet, we got a problem. Yeah. I've learned that real quick. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I almost want... In hopes that people are going to leave me the fuck alone, so yeah. I can deal with the problem that I'm dealing with. Otherwise, I'm. It's hey, man, how the fuck are you? What's going on? How's your weekend? Blah blah blah. Like you know, what I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's just simple banter. It's so funny that it becomes part but of such regular speech. It is. It is funny that as Christians, we we really point it out. But mm. I, I have seen it in the secular world where it does the same thing. Whereas these guys that I was working with, they weren't Christians. Well, one of the guys was telling the story, and he was like, well, I went up to this fucking guy, and this fucking retard was like, fuck, fuck. And he, <laughs> the other guy was sitting there, and every time he said fuck, he would put a finger up. And so he was like this, and he kept going. And the story went on for like 10 minutes, and then the story ended, and he's like, 14. You said fuck 14 times. I didn't do it. It wasn't the other, it wasn't some Christian. It was just another guy who was like, this is interesting. And he just started counting. And it was really very funny. We were paying more attention to him counting than the story <laughs> itself, which was great. But yeah, it, 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 because the thing that I want to mention was you said, I'm trying to be a good person and watch my tongue. And those two things we always put so close. Because we think that uh, what we say is more important than what we say. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it makes sense though. Like, you think, you think, you know, in the Bible it says, like, put no unclean thing before you, or like, let no unclean speech come out of your mouth, sort of thing, right? Like, so. I mean, but the, then we have to define what is it to be clean. But the, easi- the easiest thing to do in that scenario is just be like, okay, well, what does everybody say is dirty language? Okay, that. Like, yeah, I mean, is. I mean, that's the thing. If you if you hear that, you're like, okay, this is the easiest way to apply that. Yeah. And and then you think, okay, I'm good. I can handle that. Yeah. But what I've noticed more than anything is the same Christian that'll tell you to watch your tongue, <coughs> given the opportunity, not all of them. This is not a paint, like a broad view, but some of the Christians that I've seen will say some really heinous, hateful, terrible shit. And I'd be like, I'm sorry. You're mad at me for saying the word fuck, but I just told you or heard you say that all faggots are going to go to hell. Quoting, not saying. <laughs> or yeah. that hate for faggotry is, is, comes from God. I heard somebody say that one once, and I'm like, hold up. I know I've never heard you swear, but I just heard you say that really hateful thing. And I'm like, that's actual hate. Like, that is dirty. That is filthy. That is unclean. So you will sit here and judge me while simultaneously be like, but this, 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 this is actual vile, evil speech coming out of you because you're proclaiming this is what God does. This yeah. is God. And I'm yeah, like, you can speak hatefully in a very tasteful and upright oh, way. Yeah. <laughs> you can say some horrible stuff and not swear once. And so, yeah, I, I think it does become yeah. a, what does it look like <clears throat> for me to be a good person? Am I speaking yeah. in a way that builds people up? Because when I do speak, I'm not tearing okay. anyone down. Well, there, there's there's a, a an interesting one. It's like I was thinking, I'm like you know, as this conversation is going on, I'm like, man, where did this come from for me? Like, oh, for you, for yeah, for, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. like I mean, growing up in construction and and that being just the launching point for my adult life, like I've always been around it. But like I said, like yeah. I was like, no, I don't want that to be me. I don't yeah. want just I don't want to just emulate just the normal milieu of conversation around me. I want to be higher, be elevated. I don't know. Yeah. Better than everybody. <laughs> yeah. I would be virtually. 
<laughs> we are Christians. We're Guilty. really good at judging. <laughs> We're super judgy. That's how you know. <laughs> it, it's not that, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to be conformed to my environment. I want to, I want my behavior to be determined to be determined by something else, right? Yeah. So I mean, that and that's what I kept to for the longest time. I think it came from the biker scene. Not, not the construction scene. It came from the biker scene. Yeah. And the biker scene we were involved with through ministry or, yes. or through a Christian motorcycle club that was its own thing. But at the same time, it's like, if you're a Christian out in the world, like you're going to wind up doing ministry by accident. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to minister whether you like it or not. It's just, what does your ministry look like? And I think maybe a good story. It's not like, it's not like the genesis of Devin saying fuck, but a good story to illustrate, you know kind of the mentality behind it. I remember we were at an old dive bar in Mackenzie, BC, uh, and we were playing pool like midnight and all the rig pigs started coming in from, you know, after dinner and shifts and stuff like that. Out of the woodwork. And like, it turned from being dead to just being hopping live. And so we're sitting there, we're wearing like, like leather vests with three piece patches on there that say MC. And there's certain people there that you could tell they knew what that meant. Yeah. And so we're playing pool and outside I'm smoking pipe and, and, uh, somebody comes out and starts to say, Hey, where are you guys from? Like it started up a conversation. It was a, you know, just a great natural conversation that happens with the stranger. Right. And he's going around and you know, he's cussing up a storm as he's telling us stories and we're kicking things back. And then he noticed our patches. He's like, yeah, disciple Christian motorcycle club and looked at the front of it. And one of our patches said, God is great. And he's like, Oh fuck. I'm sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I'm fuck. Oh. And he started st- stammering over himself, trying to stop swearing in our presence. Cause he was worried about offending us. <laughs> so I, I stop and I'm like, why the fuck would you, s- why would you say fuck? Fuck that. Like, so guys, we're fucking out of here. And at that moment, he just like realized like, we don't care. <laughs> and yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, I can be me. And then we carried on and had a, just a fan fucking tastic evening, yeah. you know, of, of hanging out with people and hearing people's stories. And yeah, that was great. But like at that moment, I was like, why? Like, why not just make this guy feel at ease? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Everything to gain, because then he'll be like, oh, maybe, maybe, uh, whether he was a Christian or not, maybe he decided, hey, like, maybe my preconceived ideas of what a Christian should be or could be mm. uh, isn't necessarily accurate. Yeah. And maybe my <clears throat> thoughts of me being a Christian in particular, m- maybe aren't, isn't so far-fetched. Yeah. That's just something that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Rem- I remember one of my favorite times was um, uh, similar to that, where we went to a clubhouse and we were hanging out with... You know, just our crew and two other people were just chatting and hanging out, having a really great time. This one girl comes to us. She's had a few drinks. We've known her for years. She's a sweetheart. And she's like, I fucking love you guys. <gasps> and she realized that she said fuck. And I'm like, did you just say f- Why the fuck would you yeah, say you that? Yeah, you pulled the same joke? A same joke. <laughs> and and it was just like, uh, maybe oh, it's true we do right. share a brain cell. <laughs> Yeah, we have been accused. Uh, and, and so she's like, oh, I love you guys. And it's just this this friendly, like, oh, you guys aren't going to sit here and judge me the whole time. You're going to treat me the way that I treat you, whether or not I deserve it. Like, yeah, we could sit there and judge and be pretentious douchebags, yeah. or we could just treat you the way that we want to be treated. That same girl, you know, uh, another another time at a clubhouse, pulls a couple of us aside and be like, hey, my cousin's in, in really rough shape. Could you guys pray for her? 
you know, and just like, you know, it's like organic stuff like that starts happening. Yeah. But being genuine, being sincere and just speaking in a way that. Yes. We, we found a way to make naughty language speak life. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. We are speaking. And maybe, maybe to somebody that sounds like a cop out or a loophole, but if that's what you think, sure, whatever. Yeah. But you can go ahead. Just, I don't, I don't I'm care. not going to try and we're justify it to you. We're not doing this for you. If you know, you know. Yeah. And and so, and and you don't like the way I speak? Come talk to me about it. Talk to, to say, hey man, are, are you sure you're being the best light that you can be? And I'll be like, I am reaching people that you'll never reach. I'm getting to talk to people that you'll never get to talk to because you're too busy being polite. Some people need a rough around the edges douchebag asshole. They need somebody like me, even though I'm very polite and kind most of the time, but the asshole of the body of Christ. The asshole. Of <laughs> Sorry, that sounded, oh, asshole that sounded sacrilegious. Christ. <laughs> sacrilegious. <laughs> Sacrilarious. <laughs> oh man, that one made me feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. And, mm-hmm. and am I doing the best job? Maybe not. It's a good thing there's grace because if it was on my own ability, because I'm fucking not capable of it. If I if it was on me, I didn't need you. So why? Yeah, no doubt. So. I feel like we're sitting here trying to convince him to not not swear. <laughs> no, yeah. no. But if you again, it's like don't worry. Your really natural no, no, impulse with, to be better is bullshit. <laughs> with that being said, if you feel convicted about it, don't do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Follow your convictions. Yeah, that's and if you're like, I need to curb this. Do my kids hear me swear? Yeah, once in a while. <laughs> I drive, so <laughs> they've heard it a few times, or it'll slip, and I'll be like, oh. and my son, who's 10, he's like, I've heard Dad say it, but it's, I, uh, Still I won't do it, and I'm like, good, thank you, I'm like, I'll show him stuff that's very funny online, and I'm like, oh yeah, this one has the word, it has the word fuck on it, I'm like, Gideon, there's one bad word here, D- just don't repeat it, laugh at it whatever and he'll be very good about it he's like that was very funny and it was the power thirst one. Oh yeah 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 i showed my kid have you seen power thirst I it's like an that. energy drink commercial and it's like it's, mother it's, nature will it's tell been you a, it's been a youtube <laughs> video since yeah. like the day youtube showed up really yeah. it's been old forever super old very well, funny I'll check it out Anyways, at one point, uh, it's a it makes you so uncomfortably energy energetic, and Mother Nature will tell yeah. you to slow down and be like "fuck you" and it's <laughs> oh. so that's just the one time it says it, and I'm like, this is so weird. This so conversation's funny. happening like today because literally at lunchtime today, Carissa and I had a big conversation with my son about swearing. <laughs> That's a big driving factor about <coughs> behind why I want to do better because yeah. you start to see what your kids say and how they say it. And, yeah. A, yeah. and I know, I mean, I mean, I'm a dummy. I know exactly where they get it from, right? Yeah. And I can't say, I don't want to throw a man out of the bush, but... I was surprised. I thought I would be where he gets it from. <laughs> for you. So, so back today, he's like, we're, we're having lunch on job site. My wife brought me food. Yeah. And we're sitting there. We're having a good, good conversation. And all of a sudden, my son pipes up. He's like, you know... Grandpa swears a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? He's like, mainly the S word. I hear some other ones he says sometimes, but it's mainly the S word. <laughs> right under the bus. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm not supposed to say it, and I try not to listen, but I hear it. <laughs> so, so, like, I was like, yes word, what? Shit? No, uh, no, no we, started, we started screwing with him. <laughs> so we were like, oh, sock. You hear him say sock a lot? He's like, no, that's not it. The S-H word. Oh, shoes. 
<laughs> we had that going for, fi- with for 15 minutes. Just like, I mean, he already knows the lesson. He already knows. Yeah. He, like, he it's not for me to say it. those moves. But, like, at the same time, you're like, you can either have one of those things where you're like, you give the kid a phobia. You'd be like, mm-hmm. you never fucking say it. <laughs> you fucking never you, say it. Like, have that, uh, you know, have that, bring that kind of energy to it. Or you're like, yeah, all right, you already know. And then have fun with it. And, like, yeah. re- reinforce the lesson so he knows the thing isn't to be said by like playing around with the whole thing. Well, okay, you were about to say you didn't want to throw Amanda under the bus because. Oh well, because I, I I assume that she cusses as well. <coughs> yeah. Um, because she does, because she's an adult. And she, yeah. You know, everybody gets fired up. If, but if I, you don't say you fucking kids at least once, you're not parenting. You're not spending enough time with them. Yeah. So. Let's say, let's assume I've said it one time. Um, <laughs> so what, what my so my little guys were playing video games and I can't specifically remember what he said, but it was something about getting getting killed or whatever Call of Duty whatever he's playing yeah. and he said you fucking son of a bitch or something like that and I'm just like oh man and, in and, the game and and it was said with the right context and I, I understood <laughs> why he was mad and all that other stuff and all I could say was like because I know it's my fault <laughs> I know it's my fault and what am I going to do get mad at him for doing the same things I do right yeah. but, and I'm you got to teach the kids how to be how to be crafty be like yeah you forking son of a biscuit eater shut the front door <laughs> shut so the front did, door that's so funny so we found an alternative way so we <laughs> say things like shut the front door or fuzzy sock sucker or <laughs> or, or so this is this is what's that's what I'm saying so so now I just like, <coughs> occasionally they'll pipe up and they'll say different things and I just tell them to do better. Like I'm like just, just, just do better. So I, I, I am not the standard. Do better than me. So <laughs> so there where it lies. So I'm asking them to be better, right? So yeah. I feel like I should take a small amount of responsibility to try to be better yeah. as well. Yeah. Fuzzy sock sucker is the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's I've used it a lot. I. Uh, Devin's going to use it at work tomorrow. I buggered up my ankle real bad the other day, and boy, oh boy, I used Fuzzy Sock Sucker more than a few times. <laughs> Holy smokes. So It's, it's something about the way the the uh, consonants or whatever just jump off your <clears throat> tongue. You're like, yeah. like the word cunt. I love it. It's oh, so good. You know, my wife hates that word. It is so, my It's so sharp. Fa- it's, it is. But it's a it's, very aggressive one. It's a yeah. very aggressive. That's why we, we came up with a unit of measurement. It's a it's a German measurement. It's a Kuntar. It's like, oh, just move it to Kuntar this way. Kuntar. I've, Kuntar. I've never physically seen one, but they do make tape measures with that measurement on it, actually. That's, I know. <laughs> no way. For real, this is not a joke. Oh, those things got to sell like gangbusters in Britain. You'd be surprised. It's it's. I'd say it's less than a quarter inch, but it's definitely more than... Like than an eighth, it's right yeah. in there. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, what, I mean, that's like one of those perfect examples of like cultural, cultural, cultural weight. Because like here, like that's that's a oh like you, my wife you say hates that yeah word. you say that word and it's like oh man there's a line that you crossed yeah like Britain Ireland you know Scotland, Scotland they, they, they don't give a fuck. More Australia not to use it yeah no yeah. like that, I mean that's just like common. Thing. Like, yeah, the priest comes up to you, how are you, dirty cunt? It's like, uh, and to you, like, father. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good day, father. <laughs> right? Like, it's it's not the same thing there. Like, no. It's crazy how much different pressure there can be. Yeah. and it's, it's So that's what I, this is, we we're just talking about this. That it grows right back into what actually determines okay. what is acceptable. So. Right? Because in, like you just said, in all these other places, a word that we think is arguably one of the worst is just. Common language to them. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Jordan P. Peterson. Uh, uh, you are able to break the rules when you understand why they are there. Mm. Now he he talks about it when it comes to jazz. 
if you look at jazz music, it's notes that are not commonly supposed to go together, going together. You understand the rules of music progression, and being able to understand them allows you to, to break, break them, them in a way that works. In a way that works. Jesus broke the Sabbath Are you by saying picking that grain. Because I'm not a huge fan of jazz that I'm autistic? <laughs> I hate jazz too. It's Okay, fine. fair <laughs> enough. We can all be autistic. <laughs> Fucking love jazz. <laughs> okay, well, you're the only one then. <laughs> you would. I'll go eat some candles. You, Don't worry about you me. You ended the last one with poetry, so you can like jazz. <laughs> jazz hands. Yeah. But, uh, so there's this idea of understanding the rules so you can break them. Well, it's the same things with language. If you just use it flippantly without actually understanding the weight of what you're saying, you don't actually understand the rules. You just, you're just... You haven't thought about it. You haven't given it the concern. You're just like, oh, they talk like this, so I talk like this. <clears throat> Are you taking the time to learn? And your kids aren't there yet. Mm -hmm. My kids aren't. I'm yeah. going to say, no, you don't understand the... You need structure before you can leave structure and be able to integrate the two together. So, and, and when you say that, it's like, I'm an adult. I, I, I have lived this. And, and to be a good example, I'm going to do my best to try. But you need to understand that you're not where I am. You, you, you may pick up a lot of bad habits because of it, but you want the best possible opportunity? Wait. Give it time. Understand it. And you, you, uh, you will give yourself and your kids an opportunity to grow and learn and kind of see that. And yeah, what does it mean? Well, being conscious of it is a very important thing because that means you're thinking about it. That's, that's one step forward. And yeah, follow your conscience. If you feel, maybe I need to cut it out. Maybe I need to stop. Good. Great. That's awesome. Maybe I need to question why I feel guilty or what these words actually mean because I don't know what they mean. Great. These are all great things. But if you're just going to be lazy about it, some there's too many lazy people out there. Like half the people in the oil field. I'll say half. Half is good. I've met some pretty... I'd say people. that's probably a better average than, than normal. <laughs> it's like most, most people like you... like 80% meet. in the regular world. Like <laughs> most people you meet in the world are intellectually lazy let's just be honest like oh, yeah. most people are drifting yeah they're, they're going, going with the status quo see but yeah. everybody's lazy with something they don't enjoy yeah. like my kid i would say that my kids are lazy as shit yeah to mm -hmm. the point where i'm like i'm gonna snap because i've asked you to do xyz and you're being lazy and you're not doing it but then you you tell them to build lego or to play a video game or whatever and they're so involved and they're not lazy like lego it's yeah. like if you don't enjoy Lego, that's work. Yeah. It's no different than doing dishes. It's engineering. If you, it's literally. But you watch my kid, and it's verb. It's you couldn't get further from lazy if you tried. Yeah. So, it's not. I don't think anybody's lazy in the workplace. They're they're without purpose. Yeah, uninspired. That's right. They, okay. They, they, and the difference I think with oil and gas is is you will get your ass chewed. Yeah. And that's a good motivator in a lot of cases. So I have, yeah. a, I have a really bad habit of staying up way too late <laughs> and then Amanda comes up to me yesterday and she's like I do not understand how you can stay up so late and get up and go to work in the morning because she she can't get herself and I was like oh honey there, there's a reason and she's like what's that I'm like it's not a choice I don't have there's this is not a choice we need to eat so I get up it doesn't fucking matter how I feel it's like no this is not a choice you're getting up you're yeah. going to work that's it <clears throat> That and you're a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I was going to say, like, do you just hate yourself a lot then? <laughs> yeah. Like, you just do it on purpose? Just, <laughs> like, I'm just like, I, I have found a, a window that I can survive and, yeah, I'm like, okay, I can I can survive in this level of, of misery. I'm going to throw four hours. Four <laughs> hours is probably close to the baseline. I, I'm, I'm floating around six. 
Yeah. Okay. So it's not great. horrible. It's but not great. It's it's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. But it's yeah. It's it's like wake up, get dressed really quickly, pour my coffee, hop in the vehicle. Like there's no. I'm I'm blue collar. We shower at the end of the day, not at the I beginning of the clean. day. Yeah, I go, I go to bed. That's, that's exactly yeah. it. Some people are like, "Why don't you shower before you go to work?" I'm like, "I'm sorry." Who am I trying to impress at work? White collar shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody here I want to impress. Who do I want to impress? My wife. That's it. That's right. If there was people I wanted to impress, um, I wouldn't be doing what yeah. I do. Like, yeah, when I was in school, I did showers before going to school. Yeah, like it's you, you're trying to get them ladies, or at least some attention from. No, ladies. it's just be clean. Be yeah. You know, feel like feel fresh yes, but when you. But like what I do the, now, like I it's just for like, the eventual. I show up. It's I reputation. show up to work, and there's like a millimeter of grime that just magically reforms on my body. I'm like, yes. all right, yeah, like, just that by was, walking. That in was the door. wasted effort. Yeah, if you walk in the door, you're now dirty. Mm. So, but it, it's what I mean by the ladies is, it's not the today's ladies; it's the reputation for tomorrow's ladies. Because nobody if, you, wants if, to be if a you're guy. with you, if you're a smelly guy in high school, well, every guy's going to talk about you. The girls are going to talk about you, and they talk to each other a lot because they don't shut up, and that builds a bad reputation whether you like earned or not. So tomorrow's ladies may not look at you because of the reputation you built yesterday. A stain on your existence, mm-hmm. literally, figuratively. <laughs> and then you get, then then you have to do what I do and move across the country just to find a wife. <laughs> oh, pretty much. I, oh, man. You had to go out of state, out of country to get a, See, not what, a cousin. What you'll never admit is that you used to be Piss Pants Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Shit Pants. Shit Pants. Ah. <laughs> pisses, pisses for quitters. <laughs> a code browner. Cowards. <laughs> uh, yeah, you had to go out of country just to make sure it wasn't your cousin. That's right. It's like Mennonites. Mennonites. Their family tree looks a lot more like a tumbleweed. <laughs> Jeez. What's your background? It's not a pole. It just loops around a lot. (laughs) Well, you know what they say. If you can't keep it in your pants, at least keep it in the family. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your like? Okay, you you were born and raised in Fort Saint John. No, Amanda was. Okay. Um, I was born in Alberta. Which part? Uh, McLennan. I've never been there. Really? Yeah. I went to school there. Actually. No, no, that's High Prairie. My cousins and uh, my whole my father was a pastor of a church in McLennan. Uh, I still go there because my cousin, my grandpa, died there. It was great. Hold on, so like, let's little backstory behind this. I didn't know that I was born in um, in McLennan until like this was never just a conversation that I ever had with my mom. I just always assumed that I was born in BC. Yeah. Um, until I went to get my social insurance number because I didn't have one until I got a job. Yep. I was working for three weeks before I even had a social insurance number. So, so obviously I needed to provide my birth certificate in order to get the social insurance number. And that's when I discovered it, when I was 14 or 15, when I got uh, my job. That So I had no idea where I was even born until I was really? well in my teen years. Yeah. Yeah. I know McLennan. That, that was, that was my stomping ground, man. When I was a kid, yeah. I, I, my grandparents lived there. There was like tons of family that were very French community. Is it, it really? Is it yeah. nice? I, I, no. I <laughs> Well, here's what I mean. Well, it's, it's a small town that's lost its vision. Well, like it, it no longer has like a, hey, we're going to be a great, quaint, small town. It's like a sad, sad, small town now. What was their lost original claim to fame? Uh, hey, no. Uh, there's a like sightseeing. Tabor? There's a very nice uh, bird watching area. Oh, God. You've um, lost me already. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, already, that's all, I'm already never going back on yeah. purpose. I, I go there because my family's still there. My wife's sister lives like 15 <laughs> minutes from there, and they go to church there. My father's church that he was that we went to, my whole, my aunt speaks there once in a while, and 
Yeah. So I you know. come from a long line of fucking bird watchers, is what you're yeah. saying? No, just French people. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're not I, helping your case. I, yeah, I was I gonna know. say, are you trying to make it worse? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bird watcher. I, that's all I can think about that town. What is what is in there? It's a farm community. It's yeah. like, hey, here's where we go play bingo. It's northeast Alberta. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just typical little town in northeast Alberta. Yeah, nice. Wow. I just I love going there because of the nostalgia. Just going there and just yeah, it's, it's kind of funny that at 35 years old, 34 years old, almost it's three hours away. I've I'm learning more about the place I was born on a podcast. <laughs> in my, while I'm 34 years old than I've ever learned or even attempted to learn in my entire life. My grandparents used to live right next to the bakery, so it would always smell like bread. Nice. Was, oh, I loved hanging out there. I think my first girlfriend was from there. Oh, snap. <laughs> I like girls from a very young age. Dated so, a you bird know, watcher. Girls. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So many memories. That's strange. Yeah. I still have friends that are there. I love going to see them. They disagree with me a lot. It's great. They listen to the podcast. It's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> do you ever find that you do podcasts and then when you do catch somebody, you, you feel like they're going to come at you about something, something that you said? Yes and no. My brother calls me up once in a while. Really? Yeah. He'll call me up and be like, hey, uh, you said this and I kind of disagreed or, uh, hey, you should do this more. I'm like, mm, fuck off. <laughs> come, come on. He want, he hasn't traveled this far in a long time and I don't foresee him doing it. So I'm like, you want to come on and show me how it's done in the moment when you're actually here. It's very different. Mm -hmm. You can, mm -hmm. I don't even listen to them like, anymore. So many days we get done the podcast and we're like, we oh, start, yeah. we start texting each other like, damn it. I forgot to say this. Yes. Or I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. that. Do you guys find that you, you do that less now that you guys have been doing podcasts? No, no, just as much as ever. Just ah. as much. Because the conversation winds up taking on a mind of its own. So the things, the preconceived notions you came into it with get lost. You either forgotten about or things don't naturally go that way. And so it, it would get to the point where you're trying to shoe in a point that doesn't, doesn't, no, longer it no longer fits. No longer relevant. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was, it's one of those, when you're in it, you just let it flow <clears throat> and you're going to miss stuff and you got to be at peace with it. And I'm like, oh, this is something I was going to say, or this was a joke I was going to add, uh, like the Santa dilemma. I'm guarantee you we miss things. Oh, I was literally just going to talk about that just briefly. I don't want to get onto it too hard. Hey, let's do it. I was listening to the podcast and I was, if I had gotten any more, like I wanted to get involved in this conversation, I'd have been yelling at my stereo. I'm not even joking. I'm like, I just wanted to, I, I wanted to chime in so bad. <laughs> See, that's another thing. Oh, that's People funny. are like, man, I wish I was there for this oh, one. Oh man. With, okay, what did you think? What did you think of the Santa Dilemma? Because I felt like it was a very earnest take on okay. the whole idea. So, at the very idea of that, I was like, I was, I dug my heels and, nope, I'm going to tell my kid that Santa's real and it's valuable and rah, rah, rah. Really? And then I started listening to it and I'm like, damn it, he's making good points. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> ruined it. So then I'm like, so I'm trying to find my middle <laughs> ground now, right? So, I agree that lying to your kids is bad. <laughs> That's, that's, that's a good. That's, that's right a good. That. A good place to stand. Now, with, I feel like with Christmas, there's a little wiggle room here. Okay, so I feel like it's okay. Like with Santa Claus, sure, it's fine. I don't know where the age cut point would be, but what you said specifically about the elf on the shelf and how the lie is extrapolated and gotten yeah. bigger. I thought to myself, you know what? This will be the last year I think we do elf on the shelf because oh, I thought that. And, and I feel like. I, obviously, a lie is a lie. I get it, but like a little See, white to lie. To me, I th to me, I think of it like professional wrestling. 
it's a there's like a suspended disbelief like you just create the vibe around the house we're like all right this is all the game that we're playing here it's like we all know it's bullshit but let's have yes, fun with it while we're doing my it. My worry is the kids that don't know it's bullshit. The kids don't know they're being played with. Okay, so hear me out. So this, that's, <laughs> what, that's another thought that I had. Okay, yeah. so there's one memory in particular that I cherish among, like, top five <clears throat> memories that I cherish, okay? And it was, I don't specifically remember how old I was. I was maybe, call it six or seven years old. Yeah. And I was at my grandma and grandpa's place, and it was Christmas time, of course, and my, my biological father can play the piano, so the I'll break it down for you. From... The right side of the top view down of the house on the right side would be like a living room in the middle would be a kitchen and then my grandparents got money so the the fourth room was kind of like a gathering room where they had a piano in us we're all in the in the far left room and there's a hallway that adjoins all of it um like let's say at the bottom yeah okay and we we're all playing christmas music and we're singing and rah 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 and all of a sudden somebody started jingling Jingle bells, right? Yeah. And my brother and I, we were convinced that it was Santa Claus. It could not be anything else. We were singing so hard with so much passion that that Santa Claus was coming. It was Christmas Eve, and we were so so excited. We went to them to the window, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And I saw Santa Claus. It may have been a plane in the sky, whatever it was. There was something in the sky, and I saw it. And I that was Santa Claus, man. Yeah. That was I was so dead set. So then. Of course, my, my grandpa's like, oh, let's, what's in the living room? All this stuff just showed up. And we run to the living room, and sure enough, there's presents everywhere, and Santa Claus had eaten the cookies, and we're like, oh, no, we were so busy looking. And it was, I never, I, I was always kind of skeptical, right? And I believed, in that moment, I believed in Santa Claus as much as I believed in the ground that I was walking on. Yeah. You could not convince me otherwise. Yeah. Okay, it, and it's one of my most cherished memories. Yeah. Now, the following year, my, I, my grandpa was like, he, he laughed about it. He said, he said, oh, you guys know that, you know, that was a good, good little trick we played on you. Well, I hadn't been, nobody told me. No, nobody this was This was me realizing that I had been tricked in the moment. Yeah. But because my grandpa wasn't that, was the one that tricked me, and my grandpa was the one that was telling me that it was, that he had pulled the wool over my eyes, I was like, I went so badly that to my, for my grandpa to see that I was, that I was a big boy now, and that I was able to handle it, that I just, I just... I just let it go. Like I, I cherish that memory so exactly. much. Exactly, it's the sharing the beer with your dad for the first time that's, moment. That's right. Yes, and so, that's, and it, but then that was the problem. What I see is the <clears throat> the uh, recklessness he had with that memory, not understanding how real it was for you. Yeah, but I understand that perspective, but I don't. I don't think that he was being reckless with it at all. I think he was just like he he realized that. I don't think he was being reckless with it. You, you I, think I re- he, he was being intentional with the, okay, you need, it's time, it's time for you to know. It's time. And he wasn't apologetic about it. He was just like, hey, boys, that was, wasn't that a lot of fun? And yeah. we're like, you know what? Like, it really was. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm did, 34 did, years did old. Did it break you at all? Like, did you have any, I like. Did, I won't lie. I died inside a little bit, but so briefly. But that is was, growing up. <laughs> and growing up is dying inside a little bit. I was. That's why I, I was like early. It hurt less <laughs> than. My grandpa, like, basically getting on my level and, like, and just being, sh- just shooting straight to me. Yeah. Like, and, and I wish, I don't think I have, but I wish that I could have given that much, that that much fun and that much involvement with my kids before they realized that Santa Claus wasn't yeah. real. Like, just naturally, like, through school. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. So, so your damn episode had me so, so torn on oh, whether yeah. or not I should tell Lexi. And I, and I think Amanda kind of, kind of told her, just kind of, like, like in passing, like oh yeah, no, no, it's it's fine because even Lexi's like she'll tell people yeah. that Santa Claus isn't real now, and she's not even four years old, right? Yeah. So that's fine, but 
but I feel like now that I can't do that because I missed it with my boys and I can't do it with Lexi, like I feel like something's almost been taken from me. Yeah, right. Right. I'm my you, opportunity you to missed. make them so excited. I and, know, and to see the belief in their eyes and stuff. And I know, that especially as Christians, because we're like, okay, so then if we tell them that Santa Claus is is real, but then it isn't. Like, how does that play into their faith? And I can tell you confidently that, for me, it yeah. made it had no bearing on it at yeah. all. Like I understand it now, right? Yeah, and I understand and, but that's that the thing. We and that's why I was working through this thing because as a young parent. I just, uh, I'm just gonna, um, I know where I, I, I stood, I know what I think, and then as I got older, I'm like, what was I thinking? I didn't know what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where I'm at. I'm like, like, I look back now on, like, the first couple of years of, of Mac and Christmases, I'm like, I fucked up. I was too, I was too hardline. Yeah. On, uh, I was, I was, I was too hardline. Ideological. On, we're too yeah. ideological in the way that we think that we're, how important we are to raising our kids. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I wish, I wish I left more whimsy in life. <laughs> And yeah. so, no, and that was a lot of fun to talk about yep. because, yeah, it's something that should be discussed. And yes, it shows growth on our end of maybe don't be so sure of yourself. Maybe don't be a hundred percent like, yeah, do I question it? Yeah, I, I do. I question whether or not it was the right thing. Do I, I I'm going to stand by what I did because, you know, because you can't admit you're wrong. No. Like masks. Yeah. I know I was right there, and uh, I, that's why I can't admit I was wrong. Because then I got to admit I, I might be wrong on masks. Maybe, maybe, maybe we part. all should wear masks all the time. Just walk around with a bunch of fucking cowards. Uh, we should actually all be under supplied air. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. No, knowing government. Knowing knowing your son, and the fact that he's your son in particular, <laughs> at some point in his teenage years, it's going to be a Christmas. It's going to come around and be like. Still waiting for my fucking apology, Dad. <laughs> for what? You stole Christmas from me. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna listen to this and be like, "You fucking bastard." He's gonna be. Like, I can't wait to bust that out on Dad. <laughs> now, after he heard this one, he's like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, excellent." <laughs> oh, that'd be so great. I'd be so proud of him. I would. I'd be. Oh. Does he have the personality to call you out eventually? He. Yeah. I. He got a. He caught a joke the other day. It was great. I was reading a book to my daughter, and it was. Uh, That's not my Santa. And one of the. It's a very textile book. You like feel it and all this stuff. And uh, that's not my Santa. His boots are too rubbery. And then another one. One of the other pages was. That's not my Santa. His sack is too rough. And I'm like. <laughs> and so I gave a slight chuckle. And so Elise didn't catch it because she's three. She doesn't know anything. And then my son's like, I think I get that one. <laughs> and then I'm like, huh? And then Amanda's like, what do you get, Gideon? And he's like, like, like ball sack, right? <laughs> and she's like, yep. <laughs> and so he's like, okay. So he knew that the joke was funny. But he didn't. He was like, I think Still this is what dad's. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, that's my son. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's going to be a lot like me. They're already trying to make dark, dark jokes. So like, I know how to ruin a... F- commercial or no a funeral you drive by a cemetery and you have the song celebrate good times blasting in your stereo your running the whole awesome. <laughs> and I'm like that was tonight Has, oh have, your kids, have your kids like really ripped on you once where you didn't see it coming and you didn't have a comeback because it's the first time like my kids zinged me the other day what did he get you with it wasn't even a real good one but I just wasn't expecting so we're playing video games yeah. and I don't know if you know this but kids get fucking good at video games like yeah. really really, really fast. fast so naturally I'm talking trash right because we're playing Call of Duty and I grew up Playing yeah. Call of Duty. I was yeah. Like, before I had kids, I played all night, and I was yeah. good. Like I was good. 
I was good enough. Good enough. So I jump on a course, and I think I'm just going to rally these kids, right? So I get them both on the team together, and it's me against both of them, and we're going, and holy smokes, by the time the the match was over, they just dummied me. And I was a little hurt. I was was feeling a little beat up. It was a raw wound still. Mm -hmm. And uh, was it Landon or Jaden? Doesn't matter. The little bugger leans over and says, Haha, Dad, sucks to suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that good, but it's so I'm just like, good. Oh, it's so much confidence. Oh, 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 oh. He, I just got, just stammered me, and I had nothing because I wasn't expecting it. I'm like, You little fucker. I'm like, it, oh, was, man. it was good enough where I'm like, All right, All right I'll so take this one. My, ki- my kids started playing Call of Duty. Uh, I got an old Xbox 360. We started playing Call of Duty. Well, yep. my son's getting pretty good. He actually beat all the campaigns and all that stuff. Yep. And I'm like, okay, all right, you're getting there. And so I play with him, and he's doing okay. And I'm like, all right, cool, you guys, uh, let's go again. And I set it up the way that I'm used to playing. I used to play hardcore. Yeah. So you get even nicked no by a You're up. fucking, no radar, none of this stuff. You don't know the map. I know the map. I'm not going to screen look, but I know the map. So I just schooled them recently. Like I'm like, I need to show you guys what it's all about. And I I put it in the regular, like the way I like to play, yeah. and the way my friends and I. And they were like, "Wow, this is way harder." I'm like, "Get good at this. Trust me, you'll be better at it." Uh huh. But at the same time, they just love playing. So we just take turns, and so I am super happy. It's only in the last couple months that we've been able to do this. So now I, my kids are like, "Oh yeah, I was playing Call of Duty. Oh, I was doing this," and I'm like. You have no idea how long I've been waiting to play Call of Duty with they've your awake, kids. They've awakened an animal in you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, now I get to do this with yeah, my kids. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Don't get too carried away. Don't get ahead of yourself here. Because it goes from, yeah, this is awesome. I'll play with my kids. Too. I don't want to fucking play no more. Yeah. It goes, it, <laughs> gets to, you it gets to the point where it's like, it sucks to suck. <laughs> it does suck yeah. to suck. We'll, we'll yeah. get I there. can confirm. Right now we're not there. and and But that's the thing. I'm glad they're getting better because I don't have to sit there and hold their hand. I'm like, just yeah. play. You'll get better. Just play. You'll get better. If you played Halo and then he's like and then he switched controls onto Call of Duty I'm like trust me get good at this you'll be fine and he's getting better at that I'm like alright and so I wanted to practice I wanted to put it on a harder mode did he get you did he, like, did he get you a couple times at least he has gotten me a couple times nice. not in hardcore not in hardcore but, but in the other one where you have to unload an entire magazine so after like three kills you're like I'm out of ammo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fucking hate that. <laughs> I like being able to shoot as if it were closer to real. None of this. <laughs> but yeah, he had he has got me a couple times. Heck, one time he got more kills than I did. Nice. I was just getting smoked by the computer. We put bots in and they were just killing me. Nice. So, yeah. <coughs> so anyways, kids are great. Being a dad is hard. Yeah, I agree. You I knew it was going to be hard, but I didn't think I'd take it all this personal. Like, every decision. Like, how... What's the best way to raise my kids? Like, schooling. When it comes to dealing with... Like, I'm terrified of my kid discovering porn. Like, he's got an iPad, and that's something that's just constantly in my head. Because if he's anything like me, he's going to be wanting to look that shit up as soon as he sees it. But he hasn't yet. He has no desire as far as I can tell. I'm still loving the innocence right now. But like the the idea of cell phones, tablets, and yeah. just the nonstop access to and I don't that want to stuff nanny his shit. freaks. So hold on, this out. is what's crazy. So uh, my little guy, he's twelve, so you can just imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I thought we were doing real good, and that he hadn't really discovered that, and and then we got a PlayStation Three from 
uh, MCC or Salvation Army or whatever, right? Yeah. Just to use PlayStation 3, don't think nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what somebody had uploaded on there? Ooh. Oh, no. So he discovered it. So I'm now, now I'm having this this talk with my son about the importance of trying to stay clear of that and, and that it's genuinely addictive and, like, these things that, like... It's fake. Could, and it's fake, that's yeah, right. it's yeah. not real. And, and, like... So, like, how much do you talk about it, though, right? Yeah, like how because much? Uh, but at some point, it, it, it drives the curiosity. That's to be right. Like, why is he pushing me? It's the rebellious factor of, well, there must be something. There must be a there there because he's pushing me that there isn't because why would he push so hard against something that didn't exist? That so, isn't, so I try, really try to find that middle ground when I was talking yeah. about because I've seen, I, I haven't personally read a lot of studies, but I've read, I've listened to enough podcasts and I've listened to enough people, professionals talk about how addictive stuff like that is and what yeah. it's actually doing to the male psyche and their ability to like to, or not their, their ability, but their willingness to do new hard things and, yeah. and, and just. The neurological pathways oh, and stuff it's, like, oh, it's, everything. It's crazy. So, so now he stumbled upon it just by happenstance. And this is a big reason why my kids don't have cell phones and don't have all this other stuff. Yeah. Like that my kids don't even have an online presence. Like anything that they have is, is through my account yeah. or Amanda's mm-hmm. account that's already been there for, for 10 years, right? Yeah. Like I can't yeah. get off lines, but I can at least try to prevent them from, from yeah. jumping on. But when he discovered that, I was like, ah, so we had the talk. It actually yeah. went pretty good. Yeah. I I did you, did you clear the, you cleared the, uh, PlayStation now? And he that? did himself. <coughs> oh, good for he, him. He saw it. He recognized that it probably wasn't ideal for him. He deleted it. And then he said, hey dad, this is what I found on the PlayStation. Oh, that dude, you're doing great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck, yeah. We're fucking A. Rather than it. Just staying there. Yeah, he could have just not he, said if anything. He kept yeah. it, if he kept it a secret, if he didn't say anything, and he didn't even tell you it was there, maybe even hid it. Yeah, that would be. Well, then, then he could have because he could have went back to it. He could have. Yeah. yeah, and no. like, how would you have found out unless you stumbled across it? That's right. Spending and I, a whole bunch of time on it. I, I never would because he if he never said nothing. So yeah. you're you're right. I should, I should. Big shout out to your. Well, I guess you can't shout out your kid, but yeah, dude, that's yeah. that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I I love that my 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 son's a little bit like that once in a while where he'll do something wrong and he'll be like. Oh, I need to go tell dad, or I need to go tell mom, and they'll come tell us. He's like, I, I did something, and it wasn't good, but it wasn't that bad. But at the same time, he's like, I feel convicted. Yeah, well, and it, it de- your reaction is going to depict how the, what they do next time. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So anytime he anytime he does that, I, I try to give him like big praise and be like, like this is this is it's not good. You know what happened wasn't good. Yes. But coming to me or coming to mom and trusting us and knowing that we have your best interest at heart, like just understand yeah. that you hundred percent made the best decision. Yeah. And so it, it's 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 a fine line. You're really tone like it, it is tough. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it just goes to show, like no matter how vigilant you are, there's always going to be some random way that it happens. Yeah. Well, it's everywhere now. It's it's real yeah, unfortunate. It is. It's like you know the I was reading the Lord of the Rings the other day, and at one point there, like they were talking about the you know the Ring of Power. And just saying like, no, this thing has a will of its own. Mm-hmm. It's always trying to be found. Like no matter what, if you're in its presence, it's somehow going to find a way to create a new, a, a dilemma to want to touch it, to want to take it. Yeah. And like, to me, like that seems like a great analogy for something like porn. It's like, no matter what, its presence is always going to be looking for a way to come through. And you can be as vigilant as you want to, but at some point, in your life, in your kid's life, there's going to be an encounter with it. You can't help it. You can hopefully to train good for when it happens, but it will happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just count on it. Like fucking taxes and death. Yeah. So God, it, I hate taxes so much. <laughs> Don't even get me started. <laughs> this podcast will, it ain't long enough. That's <laughs> oh. it's exactly it. We we oh. don't have enough time in the day. Yeah, that might be a good good spot to to wrap up for the evening. Yeah. 
yeah thanks for coming out brian it was thanks fun. for having yeah, me this was a lot of fun i knew yeah. it was gonna be fun i knew it was gonna be a good time <laughs> i'm like i don't know what we're gonna talk about i guarantee you it won't be it won't be dead air it's it's always gonna be good so uh brian thanks for coming on thanks Devin. for having me guys i appreciate you it. start god bless and don't be a sock sucking dick Thanks to Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio for his guitars producer and the mixing engineer of our intro and outro music. Thanks again from the Blue Collar Philosophers.